Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. Today's guest is Allie Harper. You might know her from the Netflix show Selling the O.C., She also had a past in reality TV on a show called Music City. And then she also took the stage as Miss Tennessee in 2017 and also made it to Miss America. But pageants are a thing of the past and Allie and I talk about the now and maybe even the future. So take a listen and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have Allie Harper with us. Hi, hi. I'm so excited to talk to you, Allie. Oh, I'm so excited, too. Yeah, Allie might be an old face or a new face, depending on how you know her. Maybe it's the pageant world and maybe it's Netflix show Selling the OC. Yes, I've (laughs) I've been around the block. (laughs) She's been around, everybody. (laughs) But what a cool gift. I mean, honestly, it's like, let's just start with pageants, right? So you're in this world where it's beauty brains and philanthropy essentially which i feel like a lot of women like i grew up watching those pageants because it's like on i didn't i did not (laughs) you didn't but i no not at all but like i mean my mom was obviously she was for those who don't know my mom was also miss tennessee usa as well and she never pushed me to do anything along those lines i was i never had an interest in it so I didn't grow up watching like any sort of pageantry at all. <laughs> wait, wait, was, was there a picture of your mom like in the house or any like? Yes. Like, yeah. So they're they, like, when we have our scene together, when I go over to my parents' house, there's like, they like pan around to this picture of my mom, like getting frowned. She was like, I think I can put that in there. It's like, they're just like obsessed with the fact, like I really wanted to never say the word pageantry ever again so I made sure that was like not something that continues to follow me and that I which is it's not a bad thing I'm very proud of it but you know I've just said many times like now that you know selling the OC is like a new chapter I kind of wanted to move on from like oh the Miss Tennessee she's totally so my mom was just like of course they would find the one picture of me getting crowned and but um I get that so honoring that conversation right like you kind of that was the past we don't live in the past any healthy person understands like you should be in the present moment and maybe think in the future a little bit like who do I want to become what did you learn though from being in the pageant world like what like work ethic or dedication or things like that are going to help you like on tv and in real estate oh gosh I mean also, I mean, complete honesty, I, I, so I graduated college and then I came back home and then 
I was kind of like in a weird state where I didn't have a, a real job yet. And so I was figuring it out. I was like 22. And I decided that I was going to do Miss Tennessee for the first time, literally just to get my dad off my back, to get my mom on board with me not having a job yet and kind of like, you know, prepare for this budget thing. And after I competed one time, I said, I hated that. I'm never going to do it again. And I was top five, but I just hated the experience. Well, it was a total God thing about two years later when I decided to do it again, because at the end of the day, it's a PR opportunity, right? Like you're putting yourself out there and the USA system is different than the Miss America system. Um, so like with USA, it's a little bit more glam and it's, it's basically, it's a PR opportunity with America. You have like a job job. And so, um, when I did this a second time, I prepared for it so well. And I knew that I was preparing for it well, because I knew exactly that this was going to put me in a position to where I could do something and it would open doors for the rest of my life. And I ended up meeting some of my best friends that I've been in their weddings um, when I competed the second time in one. And what I learned about myself is that I am really scrappy. I can put <laughs> together and I can do really good at it and, and are really good with it or be good at something, even if I have no experience. And so I went into this whole new chapter of my life with the exact same mindset. I was like, this is the most terrifying thing that I could ever do. And that is moving across the country by myself, um, exploring another career and also getting on a Netflix show <laughs> with, with people I don't know. Yeah. So, having people watch I, it, having people watch your new journey and like the right. bravery that comes with moving. Ex yeah, exactly. And so really, I just remember I was I, being the most proud of myself when I won, but only for myself, because it was the first thing that I really did. I knew I wanted to do. I knew that I was going to win if I put the work in. And then honestly, full circle, that opportunity all sort of landed this opportunity now. It's crazy, but because I was in Miss Tennessee USA and won, that has brought me to selling the OC in that in so many different ways, like literally and just hypothetical, like it really has. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm on the show. So if, how did you get I'll, on I'll expand on that if you want me to, because. Yeah, so how, how did you get on the show? Like, did you apply? Like oh. you literally were like, I want to be on TV, like on the internet or <laughs> I, I wish someone call you? Yeah, I wish yeah. that there was just like an application portal you could just like fill out stuff. But well, like uh, The Bachelor or something like that. Yeah, That's how right. I cast. But I highly you don't cast no, like that. Definitely not because you know, unlike a lot of other reality shows, the realtors that you see in these offices with the Oppenheim Group, they're real realtors. Like those, these are real things. Like these, you know, are not people that are finding love. Like this is actually their career. I mean, I just talked to Kayla. She's in the office right now. So. You know, it is a very different thing that you just don't apply to. But I will say this, um, and I can totally expand on this now because it's kind of out once people start Googling me. But when I was, um, when I won Miss, Miss Tennessee USA, I was also literally had cameras in the audience for a show called Music City. And that was in Nashville. And it was, um, I was on it with my cousin and it was about kind of like aspiring musicians. It was basically like 
it's very similar to the hills but like no drama and I was not an aspiring musician but my cousin was really good at singing and after I won they kind of wanted to pop me into the main cast and kind of follow that journey with me um and the creator of the show the is Adam DeVello and he is the creator of Selling Sunset. Um, And so literally because I won Miss Tennessee, because I threw myself out there in that arena and then had experience doing Music City, the reality show, five years later, here I am. And I have always kept in touch with Adam DeVello and he's very close with my family every thanksgiving christmas birthday he texts me my mom my dad so i mean we've always kept in touch and literally we were on a phone call um the very beginning of this year just updating each other on each other's lives and he was talking about selling sunset i did not even know there was a selling the oc i'd never seen it um and i was telling him you know i'm i'm doing cooking videos that i'm trying to make an income and this, you know, I don't know, but my boyfriend, Lucas, he's always traveling out to Orange County and we just bought a house and, and he was and it just kind of aligned. He was like, would you want to, to grab hold of this opportunity and just see if it works? You know, cause a lot of other people have to say yes to you, right. You know, instead of just me throwing you in the situation, I'm, I promise you that is exactly what happened. That is a, the vague, it sounds so vague, but that's exactly what happened. It happened within two weeks and I really prayed about it. And I was like, okay, wait, does this mean that I, you know, I don't have my real estate license. I love doing real estate. Um, like my aunt is a realtor. I've done all of her social media. I've the home buying process for me here in Nashville was, it was, it was amazing because it opened my eyes to see how many things go into actual the process of buying a house. Oh, yeah. um, and I said, well, okay, I guess if I'm really interested in the market here, I can be interested in Orange County. <laughs> so, For sure. What I, I are the differences? Know. What are the differences between Tennessee and Orange and Orange County and California? Um, you mean in just in Yeah, I mean it's the same I mean, like process. Like, but well, are homes more valuable? The market more valuable in Orange County. Though. Sorry, I think we're like literally talking at the exact same time. <laughs> you, okay, you I go was just curious right now, or like even over the last summer, is real estate more valuable in Orange County than it is in Nashville? Because I feel like a lot of people have moved to Nashville and that's a big, you know, bump in the real estate market. Everyone from Nashville is moving to California and everyone from California is moving to Nashville. Um, <laughs> the real estate market here in Nashville is booming and it, and it has been for several years. Um, for example, when my boyfriend bought this house for us, um, last summer. So in 2022, we had to put an offer in that day and went on the market on one, one day, 24 hours. We had to put an offer in that afternoon and they would make a decision by that night at midnight. That that is like you have to go and see a home here within three days, or it's going to be sold. It's that still is, happening. Yes, it is wow. outrageous. And so, you know, in terms of like what you get, you get more here. I mean, like a, I know that Kayla's listing at Bayside 
wait, hold on. I don't think I can talk about this yet. That's season three. Never mind. Okay, but uh, there's houses there that are like 15, 20 million dollars, and they're 2,800 square feet, 3,000 square feet. And I'm like, what? I mean, it's just, it blows my mind. Like, here, you can buy a farm. And, and have, you know, in acres. And so you get so much more here. And I think also something that was pretty interesting is that, at least for me, is the style of all of these new builds in um, Orange County, Newport Beach, like how modernized everything is. Um, because here in the South, it's a little, it's just like picturesque Southern living. Mm -hmm. So the styles of how everything is built is just so different but the market um I mean the market here in Nashville is pretty great it's a great day to be a realtor in Nashville <laughs> that's wild because I'm in Boise Idaho and we had our big boom during COVID like Tennessee did as well but it's definitely slowed down here and I think it's the like, amenities like we don't have the same amenities that Nashville has like you still have entertainment and you know big right. brands and restaurants and all that stuff and obviously we have, rest we have restaurants, but right. we don't have a sports team in the state. Like that's a big deal. People oh, don't. Oh my gosh. Them. I didn't even realize that. Wait, there's not a, a sports team. No, no. Wait, we hold on. Yeah. We have Idaho does state. not have a sports team. Idaho in the whole state has like less than 2 million people. It's all like public. I have no idea what like, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like I live in Boise and then the surrounding area, I think we might be nearing a million, but then just think about the rest of all the land and there's only a million people in their little cabins in the mountains and by rivers and stuff. It's very quiet here. See, I like really like that. <laughs> well, yeah. And have you ever been to Sun Valley yet? No. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Wait, where is that? Tiny. Um, it's two hours from Boise, but also just like more of a bougie, like luxury place, you know, like where celebrities fly in on their private jets and do their skiing and then they go home kind of a thing. So there's like an area out there that is the bougie part. Like, I feel like that a lot of states like that, that is kind of like, um, like rugged terrain, beautiful, you know, scenery, whatever. There's always like some little part of it that all of the really really wealth money money people go to oh yeah is that how it is they have like a billionaires conference every summer at the sun valley like lodge with like bill gates and you know Facebook okay so guys. yes it's great no it's like crazy the only people that like live there are like demi moore and like tom hanks has a house but like you know old school really wealthy people that's incredible. And I'm shocked that y'all don't have a sports team. Well, we need a sports team. And then I feel like we need the Oppenheimer group to come up here and do the luxury real estate and show us how to do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put in a good word, but listen, that is the wildest thing I've ever heard. I mean, like what if, what's like the market like there, like what is the average price of a home in, well, Boise? in Boise? Yeah, in, in Boise, Boise right now. The, the median house is under half a million. Okay. Yeah. For like how many square feet you think? A regular house, like 1,800 square feet. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. 
Yeah, I mean, you can still get a backyard here and, you know, like, especially for like a millennial or someone that isn't in the 1%, not on TV, not having all this access to like wealth and exposure, Boise is like a really nice place to be. Like you can, there's like a wide open lane because it's a young city. And I feel like young meaning like we're new, we're just getting things, but we're getting in and out and we're getting all these like bigger brands that wouldn't be coming here if they didn't know the growth was. Sure, right. There's there's nowhere, like you don't even see the end because it's just, there's so much space to still develop and there's just all this new new vibes and new energy. That's kind of like why I moved up here. I was like, I want to- Yeah, I was, about, I was about to say, like what made you make the big move? And that's a huge change. Yeah. I mean, when I use the word bravery, like for you to go to Orange County, like I, that's the word for me moving to Idaho, not knowing anybody, literally no one. I didn't know. You no one. We had a trainer in, in, uh, in LA and then he moved up here cause he's from, he played at Boise state and, um, yeah, I mean, we don't really see each other anymore it was just like kind of a link and you know how you just follow god's plan and you just yeah. listen to your heart and oh you, absolutely you so go, did you go there for work though or did you go there for i came here and to become a realtor because honestly in la i didn't have the confidence to do it wow that's a, a great story and says a lot about your character and i mean really and truly because yeah. a lot of people they they say that right and that just takes like one sentence for you to say I didn't really have enough courage to do this in LA so I I moved way somewhere complete opposite you know that is unbelievable and it really takes a certain person to do that Thank I mean you. really Thank and truly I can't even imagine well it wasn't interesting in LA because I was always like the nanny or the swim teacher or I ran the beach camp and all these so all these like wealthy people saw me as that role in their life, right? But a lot of them you've seen on TV, like Gary Gold sold the Playboy Mansion. Like my sister was his nanny and I like have all these mentors too. And I was just seeing how cool real estate can be, like right. how it is hard work. Like you don't just get stuff. You don't just get to list a house. You know what I mean? It takes It takes time, it takes finesse and it takes a formula. But I was like, they're never going to see me like that. And I don't have the guts to say, hey, could I like be the intern or whatever? And like time was just passing by and I like turned 30 and I just felt like I was just like, I got to get out of here and I got to go do this where nobody knows me. There's no expectations. There's no old stories. And I could just reinvent myself in a way. And and that's, that's where I am now. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. really, and it, it must feel like very refreshing. And also I would be, I mean, you said bravery and, and, and I was saying earlier that I was proud of myself when I won something, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was never the a great student. I was great at sports, but never recognized, you know what I mean? And so for me to really put myself out there, I just remember being, that was like one of the most proudest moments that I had. So I can relate to that Aww. fully and you should be very proud of yourself. Thanks. I mean, it's just going with the seasons, right? Like every season doesn't have to be the LA chapter. I don't have to be in Boise forever. I don't have to commit to anything really. I can just like let it flow and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, are, of, are you like, how is it going to a place where you don't know anybody, 
but you're in a career where it's essential to like connect and know people. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, I don't, I honestly kind of think like real talk that I feel like a big fish in a little pond, not because I'm like have a lot or anything like that or an ego. It's just that growing up in a city, you learn so many different skills than being a small town girl. You know what I mean? So I could come here and just be like, oh, those people. And not that it was like strategy. It was just kind of like, that's where I belonged. You know what I mean? Like with the business owners and I can go do this and like become a like local little influencer and stuff like that. It's just kind of just happened. Kind of like how you ended up on a show. It just happens sometimes when it's right. And that's like the best feeling in the world when something just it just happens. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fun. It's funny. It's like hard to explain. I'm like, I don't really know, but here I am. And you that's the story of my life. I'm like, I so, have no idea how this yeah, happened. So when you did get cast and then they introduce you as the new girl, essentially, mm-hmm. how did that feel? And I want to know like day one, yeah, what you had to say to yourself to get ready for like, who knows who's going to throw you a curveball with some like insult or, you know, it is TV. Right. So there's that yeah. layer. It's a real career, but it's like, there's layers of people wanting screen time and we're all, you know, we're all aware of, of what reality shows are 20 years later. Right. Um. So basically like when I went out there, which is what you see in season two, um, Cause you really only see like one scene of me, like per episode season two. And that's, that's because I literally filmed season two in like a week and a half. <laughs> like I was only filming for a week and a half and I did not know anyone. I did not have one friend. Um, Holly actually reached out to me the day that I was coming there. Cause I think she did some like sleuthing and like figured out who I was. Cause the pro- producers had told them like we're gonna change the schedule up we're bringing in someone new um so basically when I got there um it was like a testing period so I didn't even know if it was gonna work or if it was gonna happen um but the first time that I met anyone it was the first time that you see me I'm walking into um a 28 million dollar listing and meeting Polly Tyler and Austin and I it was freezing that day it was rainy outside. I was miserable. I thought <laughs> I literally was on my hands and my knees. Well, but before the Uber came to pick me up, I remember this like it was yesterday. And I was just like, Lord, they're gonna have to get me through this. Like, I don't know what I have no idea what I'm doing. Um like when I say I did not know what I was doing, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I was like, where am I? I've never been to Orange County. Um, I've never, I didn't know one person there. And I had actually watched because they were like, I mean, the production was like, Ali, you, you're probably watched like season one, just like go through it. I watched about 20% of it. Mm-hmm. I knew people's, um, I, I knew like four people's names. I knew that like who cried, who didn't cry. And I knew like kind of what the sides were. But besides that, I didn't know anything. To this day, they're still saying stuff that happened season one. I'm like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to go back and watch the show. And I'm like, I don't want to now because you all my friends. Yeah. But it was it was a really um weird week. I mean, I was actually there for like three days and I filmed it from sunup till sundown. Um and I just was like, first of all, I didn't allow myself to even think this was real life because I wasn't excited about it and I but I wasn't hating it. But I was just kind of in that realm of like robotic, like, okay, I'm here to film a show, but I'm getting to know these people. I don't have my real estate license. Like what is going on? And so it was a, it was a crazy whirlwind of emotions that, you know, a few weeks later I came back and came to Polly's party. And um, by that point, I kind of really started developing I'm, I'm a quick gal, so I, you'll be my best friend in a second. But if we don't hit it off, that's cool too. But at that point, I had really developed relationships with people and had been talking to them on the phone um, for hours a day and then figured out that it was a go. And, you know, then the next chapter came of the big move. But I'll, But I will say that, like, the month of March was so crazy because I had no idea what was going on, what was happening. And I realized that I was thrown into this crazy shit show. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, literally, like, like, Teddy, I'm a huge Bravo Housewife fan, right? Like, <laughs> I know, I know all their kids. I know everything about a Bravo show. <laughs> but, and I, you know, you always hear about how they're like, oh yeah, no, that drama is so real. And, and, it, you know, a lot of it is, it's not, but this show and the people that are on this show, everything you see is real. They really hate each other. Like, I mean, really? when I was there, I was like, kind of hard. That's kind of harsh, so though. That's harsh. Like, so yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I get the platform. I get the money. I get, but it's like, in real world, if I don't like you, I don't even want to be in your orbit. Yes. Thank right? you. Thank you. That is literally what I kept on saying to, I mean, a few, I mean, my best and closest friends now are uh, Caleb, Brandy, and Rose. Mm -hmm. But Brandy and Rose, those relationships really took a slow time to develop over the summer when I got back. But at the time, I was really close with Jarvis. And I was, um, I was chit-chatting with Polly a lot. But it was really difficult for me to decipher whether or not they were talking about storyline world or like real or like what they really thought about somebody. And then honestly, it took me just a few seconds to realize that, you know, yes, this is a show. We're filming a show, but it was that was probably the hardest part about this entire experience was like, I am as real as you get. If we don't mesh, cool, that's fine. But like, I'm just not mean. I'm just, I, I wish that I was meaner sometimes because. Uh, right. I kind of get, I get that. Yeah, It's true because like, I feel like that I am a pushover and in a lot of these situations. And so like you were just saying, when you're like, this is real life for me. Like, this is my real, real life. I am going to move there and be with these people. I better make the most out of this. This is going to work. And if I don't, if y'all don't like me and I don't like y'all, I'm not doing this. 
like no real estate aspect, I don't think right? the, like <laughs> I don't think the gain is there for someone that like you right. like that needs to feel in alignment with herself and God and like being on her truth right. like journey if you were to surround a bunch of negative vibes negative people mean people it's just I don't think any paycheck could make me want to No, but there's a lot of people that they that they would they they would I mean they would do anything and I was just like I don't care you know which by the way I mean it's kind of it would probably shock most people to know that we're not paid a lot to do the show we're just not (laughs) so I'm like huh y'all have your license and are selling and you know making a huge commission on the side but like if I am not going to be mentally well around you guys and in a new setting that I've never done before in my life on the other side of the country by myself I'm not doing this like I don't care what anyone pays me or what comes out of it I don't care about being famous I don't care about any of that like it has to have been worth it for me which it was I'll say that in the long run well wait so there was this clip and I think you asked someone like at the dinner like what's some advice and then someone says like don't be a realtor don't oh yeah right was that like harsh or jarring to you because like oh no 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 it was it was Alex Hall and she was just saying it like to be yeah yeah um you know which is another aspect of it is I'm like oh my gosh how is I've been on a show before but that was like Barney compared to this so it's like how am I going to be edited like how is you know like what is this going to change and but yeah um it's it's funny like looking back at stuff now and being like I didn't even see it as that, but uh-huh. uh, did you, no. did anyone give you real advice or was anyone kind to you like off camera that said like, Hey, like here's some tips or anything like that. Or were you not in need of tips? Oh, no, no, no. I will say this, that every single person on that cast was so overwhelmingly welcoming to me, kind, um, just kind. I mean, they really, really were. And, uh, they all reached out to me afterwards. And of course, like I said, I was really starting to develop relationships with, um, the, the, the ones that I knew that were going to be long lasting. (laughs) And so, um, I mean, in terms of just like tips and advice, I think that, um, it was a lot of, you know, you have to have thick skin, you have to do this, like how, you know, how is this going to be like in your relationship, you coming out here and you know, just questioning whether or not I could handle it, mm-hmm. um, which I think at the end of the day probably gave me a little bit more motivation to prove my own self wrong and yeah. to do the damn thing kind of. So what you know about too, just if you feel led to do something, I mean, and I'll say this, Teddy, I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do this. After I got back, I was like, that was so fun. Like, not not again. I'm not doing this. This is insane. And I prayed about it. Um, I just said, you know, Lord, if this is not in the plans for me, take it away. I, I already don't want to do this at all and take it away. And then my boyfriend was praying. My parents were praying. It was like the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like totally something that, that I'm going, that I'm going to do. Like yeah, it was like, like oh, it's happening. it was like a complete 180. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I think that 
doing something that terrifies you every single day, whether or not that's just like connecting with a friend you haven't spoken to in a long, like a long time. Cause a lot of times connecting and chatting about what y'all have missed it to me, it gives me anxiety. Cause I'm like, I don't even know where to start, but doing something that, you know, if, if you're talking to someone or meeting a new friend or doing an opportunity or putting yourself out there, or even just like talking in the camera on Instagram, you know, to improve your public speaking skills, anything, do something that scares you. Um, because that's, that's my greatest, like greatest piece of advice to anyone that is even considering doing something because life is so short. I mean, it is so short. Um, that's why I did Miss Tennessee and it brought me to this moment. And that's why I did this entire experience. I was like, this terrifies me. So why not? <laughs> why not do it? Do you, do you practice gratitude on a daily basis? So I will, I'm not very like woosai. I'm not a very good like meditator or anything like that. But um, as I said before, Wait, I'm a- what the heck is woosaw? <laughs> <laughs> like woo woo. I mean, I get what you're saying, but what is woosaw? <laughs> Wait, did I mean to say woo woo? I think I meant to say woo woo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think so too, but I'm like, Woosaw. I'm like, what? Do you mean? what? Yeah, I was like, hold on. I got to rewind. <laughs> she just said, oh my gosh. We That's need to know Woosaw happen. Now it's going to have to be a thing. <laughs> not very Woosaw, but I mean, I'm not very Woosaw. You were like, what? are you speaking in Swahili? What? <laughs> um, I, so when, like, when you say like practicing gratitude, like I'm a Christian and so I'm, I'm always like today I was in the worst mood ever about four hours ago. And I just mm. took the entire drive back home and just was praying out loud about reminding myself what I'm thankful for, but I'm sure. There you go. That's um, the same thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah you you I mean, have to. Yeah. Very like, well. I wait for Thanksgiving dinner for everyone to say what they're thankful for. You know, we do, we do that every year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. it's funny. Well, okay, so we end every podcast with the same question and have for like 60 wonderful, powerful guests. And the question is, what makes you feel most alive? Ooh. That is a really good question. Um, hmm. What makes you feel most alive? I mean, I think, okay, today, I feel like it's like always evolving, right? And the moods and things like that can affect it. But I feel most alive like when I'm outside and like I'm slow, slowed down enough to like feel the wind on my body or like feel the sun hit my cheeks and like really tuning into nature because I am woosaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know you and are, like, we'll just like, yeah yeah I'm just like just like the presence of God and like nature and like being all whole together like oneness is like makes me feel very alive yeah I was I was gonna say that um well first of all you'll probably learn this in season three but I am not an outdoors gal like okay. because bugs flock to me I'm an insect magnet I hate the heat it is so it is so hot here in Nashville in the summer. It is miserable. Are you sweaty? Do they like like your sweat or something? Oh no, like it doesn't matter where I am. I have a bug following me at all times. 
Like I hate being in a, like a setting where like, I, I don't know, honestly being in OC was great this summer because here in Nashville it is miserable and there's massive things flying around at all times. And I live like with a lot of farms and it's just, anyways, when I typically feel my best is probably what I'm about to go do in like 30 minutes um, is I walk about five miles every day. And this is the perfect time of year. Everything is red, orange, yellow. Um, and I listen to audiobooks and I just tone, like I just zone out. I just, I put my phone on do not disturb and it's kind of like my me time. And I've yeah. always done that. So, um, do you notice like with like the fall foliage and stuff, like the colors are brighter when you're more aware and your phone's off and things like that? Like, is there yes. an awareness? Oh yeah. And it just makes you think like, oh my gosh, everything that's been happening that I am worried about or that I've complained about or that I've cussed at today does not matter. Like it just doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, that's also the time that I pray and I just really kind of take things in. But I, I think that that in this time of year um, is kind of when I feel my best in going outside. Um, but you yeah. will not hear me say this, the same thing if you asked me this a few months ago. <laughs> Well, I mean, walking is a very powerful thing. It's so it really simple. is. And like, it seems so basic to say something like that, but it like gets you, like it checks so many boxes. It's getting yeah. you outside, you're breathing, you're moving your body, you're getting those steps. And it's a different kind of endorphins too. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's different than doing like an intense workout or something else. Like it's yeah. a different kind of, of joy. And then- I remember seeing something one time and it stuck with me and it was like, I really thought I was depressed. And then I just went outside to walk mm. and I realized that like, that's all I needed. And so it's a really, it's a great out and it's, it's a great, um, honestly, I did this all the time in Laguna beach. That's where I was living. So I would just get home from filming and just walk. I mean, and those are hills, honey. So <laughs> those are hills. like in <laughs> the weather, there's perfect, but that was like my me time. And I, I don't think I would have been able to stay sane if it wasn't for me continuing the same habits and like um, daily rituals here, like, and just continuing them there. It's like a little piece of home. So. Oh, and you can take that with you anywhere. I love that. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to go on a walk. That makes me feel like I want to get outside. So Allie, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Um, On my Instagram, it is... Oh my gosh. Okay. It's Alexandra underscore underscore Harper. Okay. Is that what it is? I, I, I think I just blacked out. You're like, who am I? Where am I? Who am I talking to? <laughs> who am I? What is happening? I'm so woosaw. I just, I'm not even making a clear thought. Yeah, you're right. Alexandra two underscores Harper. Yes. Are you on anything else besides Instagram or that's not of interest to you? Um, yeah, I'm on TikTok, but it's like, I, I think I posted six things. Um, I just don't, I'm not a TikToker. I don't know what, what to do with it. I know. Well, everyone, Allie's about to go post the Christmas explosion in the next couple of weeks. So follow her journey. Yes. <laughs> yes see all my good things. Target, okay. Walmart. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much again, and I'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thank you, Teddy. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week. 